Welcome back to another episode of On the Bench with Beaks. This is episode 69. (laughs) (laughs) Clever. I am your host, Cody Beekman, and with me as always is Arasa Mamraya. And we've got Bryce McMillan. Hey, what's up? Hello. And we've also got Daniel Beatty on the pod. What's up, everybody? And we have a returning guest, Mr. Drew Garza. Drew Garza is uh, a blood hockey player out of Chicago who is making incredible waves in the blind hockey scene. Drew, say what's up again. Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Uh, dude, it's always a pleasure to have you back on the podcast. We, uh, I mean, we love everything that you do and what you've been doing, and we're going to get into that today. But first... I do want to give the microphone to Ross Mormeyer. He has a little bit of something to say, so I'm going to let him take the mic real quick. Well, yeah, no, I just, uh, it's a rem- remembrance basically right now. Uh, my buddy overdosed here about four years ago, um, and he had mental health issues as well. Um, and I feel that we need to kind of touch on that, not even just in our lives and just also in the hockey aspect of it not so much of the drugs i guess anymore but just the mental health but um yeah no he was a huge hockey fan meant the world to me he was two years sober decided to go ahead and yeah he was having some issues and just resort back to what he knew and i mean Hats off to him. Um, hats off to Stout Street um, Foundation for helping him, like, 100%. And just throw a little, like, relish on what Stout Street's doing real well, quick. Well, and what Stout Street's doing is they're a rehab clinic, basically, for alcoholics, drug users, all of that. Um, they can help, yeah, you through anything, basically. Um, they've been doing it for 45 years. Like a hundred percent, so they know the ins and outs and all of that with the whole entire ordeal of addiction, and they don't mind helping you out again. Again, I've seen people go in and out of that facility just so they don't relapse. So um, it's just amazing on what um, my friend Nikki Worthen, um, her husband Chris, does out there. Um, and just has been helping people so much out there with the addiction and the mental health aspect of it as well. And that's a huge thing that's been coming up in hockey a lot lately is mental health and also addiction. I mean, we've we've uh, we've seen so many hockey players uh, go through the same thing. I mean, probably the most recently that comes to mind. Uh, is Colin Wilson, uh, a recent retiree of the uh, Colorado Avalanche, yeah. that uh, had a, an obsessive compulsive disorder, and he relied a lot on pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical, uh, pharmaceutical. God damn it, pharmaceutical kind of use, and uh, that that made a real uh, impact on his life. I mean, we've always seen. Hockey players resort to the bottle as uh, as an escape or some sort of uh, crutch to sit on. I mean, Derek Bugard would be like, you know, we've got so many players that that have truly lost. We've lost I- extremely young to, um, you know, uh, substance abuse and um, uh, 
mental health abuse as well. So it's 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 always uh, it's always it's always a lingering thing when uh, when when you take a look at these guys who are revered as you know more than gods yeah. in in a lot of ways uh to know that they are uh, they are truly hu- human and they do have a lot of uh, a lot of problems themselves and to create a conversation about that and to constantly be aware of it is a really big thing especially now that it's an actual conversation rather than something that's being swept underneath the rug oh yeah one well, uh, you missed out Svatos as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean it, it, like even Ripen. I mean, there could have been a little bit of Rick Ripen. Uh, yeah. yeah, Ripen. My bad, Daniel. But yeah, it's yeah. I mean, he could have been using at the time as well. I'm not saying that that led to his death at all, but that didn't help it out at all because he was numbing the pain. I mean, Bob Probert. You look at that as well. Like we, he's a red wing. But, Using alcohol, uh, but, alcohol abuse as a way to uh, curb uh, what he w- what was going on inside his mind. Multiple games on cocaine, as we watched on that documentary. I mean, and, and, uh, like a lot of it, it really all does play in together. I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of mental illness uh, plays into substance abuse. You know, guys, and to just speaking on that total note, I just think that, you know, regardless if you're a hockey fan or not, I think that I'm just happy that Ross brought this point up is, um, you know, definitely make sure that no matter what, you're solving your problems the correct way. Mm-hmm. You need help. Definitely talk yeah. to somebody. Reach out to people. Definitely keep yourself um, self in check. For and sure. I think, you know, for me recently, the problems I've been going to, I've been seeing a therapist once a month. So for me, speaking to the audience, to the pod, um, it's definitely worth it. I think, you know, if you have the insurance, you have time to do it, go talk to somebody. By your problems, deal with in the right way. I do it once a month, and I think it's one of the better things that decisions I've made in my entire life. Well, and hell, even I know my work does it, and most like places of work do it nowadays. They do a mental health. Like if you're not all right, like you can go and check in, and they will pay anonymously on your tab for substance abuse or mental health issues or if you've got good insurance it's almost next to nothing like they pay extra to have that and if you don't by the way have insurance i do know there are good people out there who do at a low rate at 25 dollars an hour well that or you could reach out to uh the group it's okay not to be okay yes and they're at pot at the dog nation yeah i mean it's a great way and a great tool that you can use for that whole entire like mental aspect of it or reach out to us i mean we are always more than willing to 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 hear problems and like i mean obviously we're not professional therapists or anything but we are always uh we are proud advocates of mental health in general so if we can't help you we will point you in the right direction and we we care about everybody who does have a problem you know everybody every and everybody is afraid to reach out don't be afraid to reach out to any of us at any time because we are here we are listening and we are an ally oh yeah 100 yeah. percent. you said it very well we'll listen but also if you like hockey 
we can just talk about your problems, of course, and then we'll walk into hockey, which is what we do best, right? <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if they're about it, we're about it. You but, got it, guys. Oh, yeah. So, and, and Drew, I, 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 I guarantee you that you have at least some sort of uh, dog in this fight, just uh, just the way, just from your journey. Um, just kind of speak to, you know, mental health in the game of hockey as well. Yeah, I mean, you know... It, Especially in a community like the the blind hockey community, um, you know, I do think that there are extra things that our players have had to deal with, and you know, being able to stay positive isn't always easy. Um, so that you know, I, I think that that mental health and in general is something that we need to be discussing more openly at at all times, um, and. You know, I, I think that uh, people are. I think people are tired of losing people that we don't have to. You know, yeah. I mean, not not everyone ever wants to lose anyone, but um, there's actually a really cool uh, company that started in 2020 called Puck Support. Um, it's run by Brady Leavold, who's a former NHL player who battled substance abuse all through his hockey career, and. Um, his whole purpose in life is to remember like guys like Bob Probert uh, and um, Derek Bugard. Um, and so I think it, his program plays more into like the, I guess the enforcer type, you know, cause those are the guys I feel like, unfortunately, especially in hockey, if we're talking specifically hockey CTE and stuff like that for the, the, the old enforcers from the nineties, you know, like that's, that's got to be super prevalent for them and it's just such a you know making sure that they get the correct help and i don't know it's such that it's such a difficult um topic because there's so many ways that people want to help and it's just finding the right one for the person that you're working with totally well, well drew oh, yeah. my question is you know what you know, we know about the, the condition, but, you know, what mentally really affected you and your personality about your current condition? But also, how has hockey, you know, made that a light in your life? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, uh, I went from having all my vision to having 20 degrees of vision in my right eye only over the course of six months. Um, so, you know, that in of itself was just such a shock to the system um, that, you know, you just start, I don't know, you just start thinking that it's not like, is another surgery worth it? Is, you know, like all this stuff, you start wondering if the, the actions you've had in the past are, are, were the right ones. And, um, you know, once all was said and done and, and I realized what I was left with, the, uh, the hardest part is just, you know, getting around and, and, you know, having to rely so heavily on so many other people to, um, to do that, you know, it's, uh, it makes well, you What kind of like help did you have? Who are the biggest, you know, um, rocks oh, my, in your life? Yeah. My family, you know, I'm, I'm extremely lucky that my wife and my family stuck with me through the entire thing. And my wife, especially, we weren't even married at the time. You know, she had every every opportunity to drop it and, you know, not have to kind of deal with someone with a, a disability, but she was there from start to finish. Uh, and and, that, and that's where I'm extremely lucky because I, 
you know, there are a lot of people out there that have these same situations, but they don't have the foundation of support that that I was lucky enough to have. Absolutely, and um, and uh, I got to say, I'm really thankful, especially seeing this. Uh, it's not, it's okay to not be okay, booth at Dog Nation this year. That that that's that's where those awesome awesome groups come in and say, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are, I will help you. I will help you the best I possibly can. And um, this is the perfect time to uh, segue. Uh, Hey Cody, just just a quick note. The it's called Hope for the Day. The slogan is "It's okay not to be okay." So if you guys want to check out um, some awareness on suicide prevention, you can go to hftd.org for Hope for the Day. And um, because we mentioned Rip Rippin earlier, if you're in Canada, you can check out Project Eleven. Ca. That's the foundation started by Rick Rippin. Just wanted to get that in there. Thank you for correcting me, Daniel. I was just putting that out there. Yeah. Well, um, it's huge to have uh, it's, it's huge to have foundations like that who care about mental health. But uh, speaking of getting help, I uh, I know you, uh, Drew, are a huge Chicago Blackhawks fan, and. I would be remiss, Drew, not to talk about the free agent frenzy, the expansion draft. You know, I, lo- I love talking about this. So uh, let's talk about the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, boy, howdy. Uh, <laughs> they have been busy. They have been busy ever ever since the expansion draft. They have been busy. I mean, uh, they, uh, they drafted Kirby Doc's brother. They acquired both Caleb Jones and Seth Jones. Tell, give, I mean, you're out there in Chicago. Give me, give me what's going on out there in Chicago. <laughs> like, give me some, uh, give me some juicy goss, bro. Who knows? Does anyone ever know what Stan Bowman's thinking or doing? I mean, I think he's picking up some good pieces. I don't know if I would pay Seth Jones. What was it, nine point five a year for eight years? It's. I mean, it's a hefty. It's it's a hefty fun for Mister Jones there. Uh, well, I mean, you you, you give away while well, you trade away Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook, who was I mean, scratched a lot of the last year. Uh, do you think uh, Mister Seth Jones can um, fill the fill the shoes? No, you know. I think that when when we had Keith and Seabrook in their prime, we were really lucky that they were such a good tandem. Oh yeah, right. Like hands down, I think in that you know our like 2010 to probably 20 probably 2015 when we won our last one with them, they were probably one of the best defensive pairs in the NHL, hands down. Oh, um, unbelievably yeah. so. Unbelievably I think they played so. in BC before they hit the pros too, so there was a lot of history and chemistry okay. there. I just don't know who you pair Seth Jones with on our D. And then, uh, well, they did just trade away uh, Nikita Zadorov too. So uh, where where do you go from here? I mean, um, do you think they're they're not done uh, with this free agency rigmarole, or what's going on here? I don't know. Well, but you know, there's so there were so many free agent signings today um, that who's left. You know, who do you, who, and, and who are you willing to, who are they willing to trade still? Because I honestly, I'm, 
I'm struggling to to know who our D our defensemen are right now. Like yeah, the, the Boquist is gone too, and you, you got Jake McCabe on a four year, sixteen million dollar contract. That's a plus. I don't see, and see. I don't know much about McCabe because he was from Buffalo, right? Yeah, he played his whole eight years there, and he's an underrated defenseman in my opinion. I think that's a pretty good signing. Throw Sod back. I, I mean, I'll tell you what. I would have taken Jake McCabe uh, as well. I mean, it, that's uh, I mean, that's a great acquisition. I think if you really want to, if you really want to cut it down, I I would say uh, maybe Seth Jones and McCabe on that first pair. Oh, that would be brilliant. And uh, well, um, let's talk about let's talk about like qualifying offers. I mean, uh, they did not render a uh, qualifi- qualifying offer to Pew Suter, which had a gigantic. I don't know how season that didn't last happen. year. I mean, I uh, love that kid through and through, dude. Pew, uh, like I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, just perfect fucking uh, perfect ra- roundabout kind of hockey player. Uh, what do you what do you think, man? Uh, do you think uh, they're gonna trade for anybody else in, on the offensive line? I mean, there is there is rumor that uh, Jonathan Taves might be healthy to come back, or do they wait on that? I I mean, I think Taves, everything I've seen is that Taves is coming back, which is probably the best news I've had all off season. Um, no, I think we've got a, a lot of the forwards. You know, Brandon Hagel is gonna be be something um agree you know, uh, kirby doc hasn't had a full season yet so uh, you know that's true i mean coming back like coming back at the end of the season after that gnarly broken wrist in the uh, right. world cool. uh, that was the, like the z looking thing um so uh it just as of right now uh wh- wh- where do you think uh the blackhawks are gonna stand maybe uh halfway through the season if Flurry plays for the Blackhawks and um, Lankanen, our, our rookie last year, plays the same way, I put us in top five in the Central. I could see that. I could really see that. Absolutely. I mean, Kevin Lankanen is—he's uh, done some incredible stuff last year, and it just—you know—it what what was really unfortunate about him is that like it was like a. a a goalie free for all with him, Malcolm Subban, and Chris Delia, and I don't think uh, Malcolm Subban is gonna uh, is gonna be there anymore. And uh, yeah, if uh, if Flower does end up playing, I could definitely see them uh, maybe working uh, fifth in the fifth in the Central. Which I kind of want to get onto that. What the hell was Vegas thinking when they released Mark Andre Fleury? Seriously, I don't know. Would we ask they can give a group out too? Is how I feel about it, but Flurry, dang, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Chicago got a fuck like a fucking gold mine with Flurry. Where do I start with this? I mean, total gutless act by uh, Vegas. Oh yeah, total gutless act. A hundred percent. I'll tell I'll tell you that right now. I mean, uh, him especially finding out on Twitter. Rather than yeah. a yeah. phone call takes five fucking right. seconds, man. Right, especially to the face of the uh, uh, the organization, a five minute phone call. You can't you can't just uh, call and be like, hey, bud, we're thinking about making a change. That's Gutless. Vegas for you. Gutless. Yeah, it's it's customary not to talk to players during the trade stuff going on, um, but I feel like. 
We're talking about a goalie who has, I think, the fourth most wins all time in the NHL and has been doing his career with a smile on his face and a huge class act this whole time. I think he makes some exceptions there. And um, one the, the owner in Vegas has had the reputation of being one of the best owners in sports. Um, I think it's, what's his name? Foley? said it yeah and and they told him the report is in an elevator when um they got him in the expansion draft like you're gonna finish your career here in vegas and we're gonna embrace you and you've you know your family's gonna love it here and then for kevin weeks to be calling him and he's the one that tells him the news and his kids are crying when they find out his dad's been traded uh, it it doesn't look good on the franchise at all, and I can no. understand why this time around the flower isn't just all smiles and Blooming. head nods yeah. about it, you know. And it's it's crushing. I think he was really looking forward to making another run there in Vegas. I know he really has a good relationship with Leonard, so um, it's it's tough. I can see from his position how he feels pretty betrayed and it reminds me of last year's like meme that he sent out where he put the sword like through his oh, back yeah, and agent. now i'm yeah. thinking now i'm thinking like oh man it looks like vegas really did that to you this off season so yeah his agent uh i remember there was a huge uproar about uh him posting that picture oh and i also know that i'm just getting a flurry chicago jersey just because now wow well, for me, it's just like, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Um, I've always been a big fan of Fleury my entire life, my hockey career. But when I look at Fleury, you know, this season, I really felt like, you know, he was kind of really kind of over overdoing a lot of his saves. It's kind of acting like a spaz, going out too much behind the net, taking pucks, giving away passes that effectively did kind of end their series this season. Um, on top of that, I'm just kind of looking at this guy going, how much tread does he have in his tires? And so I, know, I understand, again, this is a business, and you're looking at Vegas going, yeah, you might end your career here, but last two years, the way they've been getting knocked out of the Stanley Cup Finals, he's not producing now, I think, what he was able to produce at the end of the day is how I feel about it. So at the end, I feel like it's go to Chicago, do your thing. But uh, I think Vegas has just kind of been seeing Dale, you know, not Dale, but Flurry, just in the sense, just being like, hey, you know what, this is something that... We want to win a cup. We were so close two years ago. Now we're not as close at all. So I there's, think this kind of where there's no reason to not be transparent, though. I mean, with, yeah. with Mark Rogers, No, I, I totally agree. The way he was, he found this out was not respectable. Communication should have been better. But that's that's what I'm handed. That's <laughs> what I'm angry about. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he carries a, a seven million dollar cap hit, and um, I think they're trying to clear space to get Jack Eichel. Uh, I mean, he. To be fair to Flurry, he did get nominated for the Vesna, so he yeah, did right. have a pretty good season. Yeah, and he, then yeah, he won, he won it. So I think he had a pretty good year this last year. Um, but I can see how they're like, you know, I think Leonard is going to be fine, and we need the cap space to get in somebody bigger to help us over the hump, and we can ride Leonard in the next playoff run. So. It's a business decision. I, I see why they did it, but um, going back 
to it. Yeah, it's just the way it was handled is pure disappointing. Yeah, totally gutless. I think I'd I, rather have. Sorry, no, go for no, it. You're fine, Drew. I was gonna say I I would rather have Flurry than Leonard. I think that Flurry's a a better goalie than Leonard. Which oh, oh, yeah, there's no question about that either. That's obvious. Well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You got to choose between the German chocolate and the angel food well cake. Said. You know. Well said. <laughs> but no, I, I agree. I, I agree with you, Drew. Factory. I agree with you, Drew. I I would much rather have Mark Andre Fleury than Robin Leonard. Now you've had both. So uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. Problem there is Leonard signed for another couple of years in Vegas, but didn't stop Fleury from getting traded. So I get it. I wish the yeah. Avs had Flurry instead of uh, Kipper. So no way. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so so I mean, obviously enough talk about a little bit of the free uh, free agency frenzy. I mean, um, Drew, you just recently just you literally knocked it out of the park for blind hockey. Uh, it was just um, we we. We just want to know, um, you are the uh, brain trust behind the Windy Shit, oh my god, the Windy City uh, Blind uh, blind Hockey Showdown. Um, start from the, the beginning, man. Uh, Why did you want to do this, and how did it start, and yeah, just lay down the law. Yeah, um, so this all probably started about a year ago, right when we were in the middle of, you know, or I guess the very beginning of COVID. Um, And it was just that in in blind hockey, we have two tournaments a year, um, unless you get invited to the Hendrickson Festival, which is uh, another tournament that we go to. So three times a year is when our the United States blind hockey community gets to play games. Um, and be together in, in that kind of aspect. And you guys know, a hockey tournament atmosphere is completely different from anything else. Like, it's just incredible. Um, and so we, I, I went to the, I originally went to the Blackhawks Foundation and I was like, hey, I'm interested in doing this. And I got some information and, and went to the next person and I went to the uh, director of our program and I said, I want to I want to run a tournament for for all of our our players, and uh, it was it was right in the middle of COVID. So we were like, well, you know, if we plan it a year out, then maybe we'll be good. But who knows? And probably in February, we finally got the green light, and that we were going to be able to have it. That you know, everyone wanted to come and, and all that stuff. And uh, so from there, it really just became kind of a mad scramble to. Uh, get all of our sponsors and and get all of our stuff in line and um you know it all culminated in last weekend and and uh you know we were we were so fortunate um that dog nation came through for us because without you know the connection from from being on here the first time which connected me to dan which you know which both of you all connect me to dog nation um the support that they gave us was just incredible um and the support they're gonna they're going to keep giving us i think is even more amazing um so you know we uh, we, we we put on a tournament i, I guess <laughs> that's like that's the long and short of it and for we uh 
there wasn't there wasn't a lot of yeses um, out there for sponsorships, especially due to COVID. So um, we got really fortunate again, like I said, with Dog Nation, and uh, and that was really the biggest the biggest hurdle that we had to cross. And uh, once we were once we got that, we were we were golden. And the main reason well, to uh, turn uh, to actually make this tournament was to uh, to spread the word of blind hockey right in the, in the Chicago yeah. area. Yeah, that was our our main focus was to try and grow the visibility, <laughs> which always feels funny for me to say. Ironic, the yes. <laughs> the, uh, the irony is not lost on me. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we our our main focus was to grow the visibility of our sport in the community um, of hockey and of in Chicago, and uh, one of the big things that we did was we were the first live cast uh, United States hockey blind hockey tournament ever. Um, every other time it had to you know you had to go through like live barn or something in order to be able to watch the games, and we put it out on YouTube um, for free for everyone to watch. Self-produced, tell ya. Yeah, and and I think that that's I think that's going to be what what we need. You know, we need people to be able to see what we can do, and not just think that we're a bunch of people walking around and into boards and into each other. Um, and so, you know that that was one of our first goals. And I think that we I don't I don't think that I we. Um, I don't think we grew the community as much as I was hoping in Chicago, but because we had players from across the country, we had people watching this from New York to Seattle to Florida to Texas. So I, I hope that at least we've grown our kind of our foot in in the national team well and that's the biggest thing out there is that you know you're you are seriously sending a you know the bat signal out from one spot but i mean if somebody in you know just like florida or or where wherever have you it's 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 a huge thing that to know for people that you know are visually impaired or you know um i mean even uh, in a wheelchair or something like that that there are options for you to go out there and and you know be a part of uh like a group and be a part of something that um not a lot of people know about i mean the fact that you're getting out there means well i mean just i mean in my mind it just means so much to see that it's it, like people from all, all over are watching yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And um, you know, the actually, it, it, uh, that you bring it up, we were really lucky, and Dan, Dan got to be a part of it too. Um, we had two twins come out for what we we had a tri hockey event, um, which was meant to get as many visually impaired people on the ice as possible. Uh, so Abby and Tommy came uh, down, and they are both visually impaired sled hockey players. Oh, that's like a that's a that's a double that's a double deucer right there. Wow, that's yeah. just ridiculous. And it was amazing. Like watching them watching them play was was probably one of my favorite things of the entire weekend. Oh, I mean, and and 
I like well, you know, on, on the bench of beasts, we always talk about uh, you know just seeing seeing the pure joy on people's face. Like, tell me about that. I mean, just being able to being able to offer something to somebody else, like offer this uh, immense pleasure to somebody else. Uh, please uh, elaborate. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's that's kind of the hardest thing to you know. It, so I. Uh, Unfortunately, during the weekend, I was supposed to play in the games, um, and it just turned out at the end that I, I couldn't. You know, I had too much other stuff to, that I was worried about, and too much other stuff that I was taking care of. Um, and it, it wasn't just Abby and Tommy that you know they were so happy. You know that the the biggest thing I got from this is that everyone was smiling. You know, and and yep. that's that's what hockey is. You know, that's being together, enjoying each other and enjoying the sport and and to be able to facilitate them being able to do what they love like that, that that was the biggest thing um, for me. All right. So, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Dan, uh, he he mentioned you, uh, you know, at the start of this, just like how, how you were uh, involved in this. Can you elaborate on, you know, just how how uh, you and uh, Dog Nation became a part of this? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, it was really cool because Drew and I also used to play hockey against each other in high school in Chicago. And it was kind of neat that we could put our rivalry aside and come together on a really worthy cause. And I've been on his podcast, The Dented Puck. He's been on uh, on the bench with Beaks before. He's been on Hockey Jersey Addicts before. We just have a lot of mutual respect for each other. And when he was telling me that you know, it's just important, like beyond all to raise awareness of the sport, to have these tournaments for people to get together and then in some way raise awareness through showcasing the event. Um, my gears in my head started turning and I was like, what can I do? Who do I know? Um, what has on the bench with Beaks done in the past to make these things happen? And it was a natural idea to just turn to Marty Richardson and be like, yo, this guy I know who, um, you know, I love dearly is, you know, needing some support. And um, fast forward to, you know, becoming a sponsor. Um, when Drew reached back out near the event and said, you know, we've got some extra spots. Um, we wouldn't mind having some sighted players come out as well um i was like well i'm available and i used to live there and also i know that they're gonna send at least somebody from dog nation just to check it out and like be there you know to you know handshake and um just make a speech or whatever and drew was like perfect because we want you guys to play in the tournament and i was like oh okay well then, and um, you know, the three of us were put on a team together. There were two main divisions. There was kind of a more um, entry level, I would say, not that they weren't skilled, just like probably what people need to understand is of the two divisions, 
one of them had a lot of the players that are currently on the USA blind hockey team. And then there was another division that had a lot of players from places like Pittsburgh, DC, Chicago. Um, I know I'm forgetting another city in there, but um, it, oh, New Jersey and New York area. And so there was a lot of people willing to travel from all over and me and then Mike Freeman and Greg Clenard went from Colorado and we were like kind of looking at each other in the locker room stalls together and being like, you know, we better like just, you know, make sure everyone has fun here, tone it down a little bit, make sure like, you know, these players don't think we're going to be out there running show and then we get on the ice and they drop the puck and I'm like, all right, just take it. Boom. And then I just get hit like right away. And then all of a sudden, like these guys are true. I hope it, was uh, it, it wasn't. It, it was. But it was just. Sorry. Didn't it, see was, it was. It was. Like these guys are so good at hockey. Like forget the whole blind hockey part of it. These guys are whizzing around the ice. You completely forget you're playing a blind hockey game if it wasn't for the size of the puck on the ice. Honest to God. These guys are moving. We're sucking wind. They're inspiring us every single friggin' shift that we're out there. But I just went from being this guy that was like, I'm here to have fun to like, oh, I want to f and win these games and like i want to like do my part and have fun at the same time and like it is intense these guys are very very good at hockey and there's a lot of great camaraderie there there's a lot of good uh leadership that's shown um i was just really impressed with the community that exists currently like seeing just how into it my teammates were and in between the intermissions like what was being said in the locker rooms and just the attitude of everybody and uh one of the things that i think we all would wish from playing hockey is um that just we would have better communication so that when you're on the ice and you're open someone on your team would call for the puck and let you know they're they're there and you know, these guys do a, a better job of communicating more out of necessity than anything, but they are the example of a team that helps your other members out, you know, yelling from the bench on what to do. Um, also, just being out on the ice and calling by name for the puck when you're open and stuff. And I was like, this is exactly what you'd kind of want out of your team. And when the coach is calling us to the bench in between breaks and telling us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, don't worry about it, keep playing hard, have fun. Like that's that's everything that you could ask for out of hockey. So I was feeling super lucky to go from just this guy that was on the sidelines, like trying to help get this thing going to getting thrown right in the middle of it and sweating my balls off and having a great time with all of these guys. And I made so many new friends and um, there were so many times where me, Mike and Greg were all just kind of looking left and right at each other and being like, not only are these guys great, but like we are all in. And Drew alluded to it earlier. I think he said um, probably one of the biggest things about it was 
um, not only the support this time around from Dog Nation, but how they want to continue to support it. And I'm just echoing the words that came out of Mike and Greg's mouth, but I think it really helped for them to experience the tournament and see it from that perspective, like really live the life a little bit of uh, a blind hockey player and see how tight-knit this community is, but still the struggles that they're facing to grow their sport. And so for them to come away from this weekend and say, we're all in in the future. We hope you guys do this every year and every year that you have it, we will be there to support it. Um, that was giving, that was bringing tears to my eyes. I was just like, so, so thankful that they, they saw the value in staying involved with this. And, uh, I couldn't be more proud of just the weekend and how it went and, and the results from it, you know, there's a lot to build on from here. And, uh, it was a massive success in first time round. So my hat goes off to Drew and all the other volunteers that were there, you know, to be the first live streamed uh, hockey event was an undertaking and they did a great job. I think Corey um, did an amazing job setting things up. Who's Corey? Getting the, Corey is the guy who did the um, live streams, basically had a bunch of different cameras, orchestrated all of the different um I guess, broadcasting technology parts of it. And, uh, you know, he had a bunch of different cameras. I think at one time, maybe Drew, your mom or dad were even helping operate those cameras. And um, it just goes to show that, like, this is not something that's just put together by a few people with one call or um, just over a few conversations over a couple days this took a lot of planning and i was i i i found it really encouraging that the volunteers involved were all just like we are so thankful to be a part of this we can't wait to do this again and i mean that's just icing on the cake for me you know to find people to do it is one thing but to find people that were feeling inspired and passionate about it is a whole other thing and uh i that's what makes me so encouraged by this growing in in the months and years to come is um it really touched a lot of people and so just a dog ball right so when i'm looking at that i'm just like how many people did we actually see no we're talking we're talking the windy city showdown no uh, i think bryce is hitting yes. on like because we were at the dog bowl and uh, nobody yeah, was yeah my there. bad <laughs> and then don't listen to me bryce wasn't there with us and just to see that magnified that's what i'm saying like, like, i'm with you because yeah. see that magnified compared to just the players and just Shaw and uh, all they do, the Shaw Entertainment, and us just there interviewing and Brandon. Yeah, I mean, the like, amount of just ex hockey players, like, I mean, Daniel, you can just protest to who we talk to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was great. I was seeing the numbers there and to see that this growing is awesome. So I want to put it in there. Yeah. But, yeah, but no, just as I said, it, it was just amazing to just see where it was at when during COVID. Compared to now. To, compared to now, dude, your jaw would have hit the floor and would have been dragging the whole time. Like, seriously. It, it, it was, was a, my first time, though. It was well, I, the entire I, time. Was. Jaw was on the, his jaw was on the ground. <laughs> I know, Literally. but still, it was 
just nothing. People difference. stepping on it and shit. So Drew, I I, I really want to get your aspect of this, like just the fact that you know somebody from out like out of state that really, I mean, they could have looked at this and said, you know. Uh, who cares? It's it's not a part of my community uh, for like people from out of state to come and support this. What does that mean to you? Oh, I mean that means that means everything. You know, I because <clears throat> you're you're one hundred percent correct. There's no beyond hockey tying us together. You know, there's no there's no real skin in the game for dog nation at least there wasn't you know before um but and and that's kind of what i i guess in the beginning you know we got so many no's that dan said you know i've talked to to marty richardson and you know he's going to be reaching out to you and and i was like okay well this is another person that i can at least discuss with and didn't expect anything um, and then when they did it, I was blown away. And then when they sent people out as well, I was like, "Oh, okay, they're they're they are here to support us." And um, when when I met Greg and Mike, like I got a big hug from both of them. Like we were, we were part of the family before we even met each other. And um, Dog Nation has just been so encouraging and supportive of what we want to do. Um, and where we want to go and it's not even just the the Windy City Blind Hockey Showdown uh, they want to help support blind hockey as as a sport um, you know they want to do what they can to help us grow in all ways not just putting on a tournament every year but they want us to grow our numbers they want us to grow our teams and our communities and um, having having the support of of an organization that's already doing so much good in their community and that's willing and able to do so much good in the greater community is just like we we got we were blessed you know like that's the only way to put it there, there's i'm i'm still constantly amazed it it just just everything that they've done and and we'll and we'll continue to do well, and that's just amazing that you guys have just, it was just an idea that you guys had, and now it's just come in almost full circle, like, from when we talked about here, oh, what, a year-ish? Yeah, well, just about, yeah. just about a year so, since we from talked a year to you ish, the first time. And your whole entire idea comes to fruition, dude. Like, this is... This is the beauty of like just you go after what you want. You go after what is pertinent to show the hockey community, and I think that's just amazing, Drew. And I think it's I think it's really awesome that I mean now now you're you're doing your own podcast. You've you've hosted a a tournament that has shown people that they can really you know not only. Uh, you can make a difference even if you're not blind but now you're here now um what's what's your uh what's your plans for tomorrow man uh wh- where where do we go from here you know i don't uh i don't i don't really know um so i run the the podcast with my my buddy josh um out of new york and anthony 
uh, who also plays here in Chicago. And we've and he's we've been really, on the podcast, by the way. Who? Oh, yep, yeah, it's Josh the has. Roller, yeah. The hockey. Mm-hmm. Just had to um, get my shameless uh, promotion there. <laughs> <laughs> we have the episode number. We could drop that in there too. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, uh, how, how do you take your hockey? <laughs> <laughs> No, I, um, we, you know, we're, we're trying to do our best to, um, make progress anywhere we can. Uh, and so with that in mind, we, um, we're starting a foundation called the Dented Puck Foundation. And our main goal there will be to, um, provide tournaments, um, at least provide the support to put on tournaments, uh, like the Windy City Showdown. Um, and also just support some players that may need, you know, have needs as far as like transportation or, um, you know, room and board or things like that. Uh, so that's kind of the the thousand foot or whatever that, you know, that's the, the high altitude version of what we want to do. Um, right now, I think the goal is just to keep keep trekking with the showdown. Um, get ready for the next one and and as far as the dented puck the podcast goes um you know just keep getting our guys on and and spreading the stories uh i don't uh you you know i i guess i i don't know where it's going to take us yet but i do know that you know making the connections that we're making now it's it's only going to be better well, um, well, I'll tell you right now, I'm still waiting for that invite to be on your podcast there, bud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> any easy, day now, any easy, day now, my phone, easy, my phone's easy. charged all the time. <laughs> but uh, like, and, and 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 that's the biggest thing is really worrying about like the uh, the minutia of absolutely everything. Is that I mean a lot of uh, you know a lot of a lot of people that I've 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 spoken to is like the problem is attaining gear and attaining ice time and stuff like that and um it's 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 I mean hockey is a hard sport just to bust into just as a you know as a um a, a, a well I like to call them normies like a regular abled person but uh but I mean it, and I and I mean all the people that I've been able to I've I've been blessed to talk to like especially in the sled hockey community or the bl- uh the blind hockey community is that it's it's really hard to get into but um I've um I I've decided that I want to start a um uh, an equipment drive for yeah we were uh, talking about that with Adrian on his FM radio station yeah, which we, we do that oh god eons back but no that was great to hop on but I I want I want to invite you formally invite you on uh, onto this endeavor yeah to really help somebody uh that wants to play hockey especially i mean obviously blind hockey and sled hockey to uh be able to try it yeah no that sounds awesome no it sounds like a great a great thing because i mean yeah we all know hockey is uh we did not choose a cheap sport to uh get into (laughs) no not at all drew To, I mean, I, I I gotta say I like I think um, I speak for the boys that I really wish that on the bench was beaks was out there with you guys, 
and uh, whatever we can really do to help, uh, we we are a hundred percent in on whatever you need help with uh, to raise the game of uh, spread the game of blind hockey and just be able to. I mean, I mean, play more than like three weekends out of the year. Let's 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 get her going, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the plan. That's the goal, right? Is uh, a blind team in every city. Well, okay, every NHL team having a blind team would be great, especially Colorado Avalanche, but not the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, anywhere we can really get it going, I, I I would absolutely just I'd be so ecstatic with it. So I mean, I I am just I, I'm absolutely infatuated with what you're doing, man. And uh, I I am I'm so honored to be able to talk to you about this and be able to uh, I mean at least at the very least spread the word of just such an incredible. Uh, incredible thing that you're doing it's just uh, i i don't know i'm blown away i i really am i mean you know if, if you if you really think about it kind of like ross was saying it all started with coming on your show um you know that and i you know i said this on on dan's show too you know you guys doing what you do and getting the stories out there about the people that don't necessarily always get their story out there gave us the the courage to do our own podcast and you know through that it gave us the courage to want to do our own tournament and and through you guys we were able to do it through the connection with dog nation and i think it just proves that good people attract good things and and they just keep growing from there and then it's been an absolute uh pleasure and, and honor to be able to 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 work with you guys in any capacity. Well, I'll tell you what, Drew, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, as per usual, man, I, I, I mean, I love what you're doing. I love, keep doing what you're doing. Um, I'm so stoked that we actually got to talk again, whether it be over, uh, over, uh, CompuTop or whatever, but uh, I think it'd be I think it'd be great if uh, we could institute. Uh, I I want to see you in Colorado for maybe in the Avs game where you know the Avs beat the shit out of the Chicago Blackhawks. Maybe that's not that's never happened. <laughs> oh. I've never seen that happen. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, but uh, dude, I I I. I I, I say it from the deep, uh, the deepest of my hearts is that I absolutely love what you're doing, and to not uh, have you on to talk about this, it, it would just be a pure travesty in my eyes. So, uh, thank you so much. Um, get, can you want to s- send some sh- shout outs before we uh, head out? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, shout out to to Mike Freeman and Greg Clinard for coming out to to the showdown and putting their body life and limb in danger for for a good cause and marty richardson for believing in us and dan and and you for getting us getting us to the right people and and helping us promote it you know you guys do a lot for us whether you know it or not and we can't tell you how much we appreciate everything that 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 you guys do 
Well, I'll tell you right now, if you want to send me a jersey, that black and red one looks pretty fucking sweet. You want one of these ones? Oh, yeah. That, oh, that was a beauty, dude. man. I saw I saw that on the uh, pictures and everything. I was like, that thing is Hell, just... I'll even take just a yellow one, dude. No, that, that is so sweet. <laughs> it is, it truly At least is. they did the blue with it. But, man, yeah, it's so made, dope. Oh, dude, that, that jersey pops, in my fucking opinion. So, you know what's cool too is you got socks made and the socks have stars on the knees and it's the star from the Chicago flag. Yeah, I saw oh, that. I saw that. Yeah, that was yeah, really cool. Right. That was really cool. It's almost like Drew does graphic design on the side or something. Or some kind of crazy stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Dan, while we're still doing these uh, shout outs, um, uh, Ross is looking at me like he wants to say something. So. No, I mean, Dan can go. That's fine. Dan, uh, hit the shout-outs button, bro. You know, I um, I just want to give a big shout-out to Drew. I thought he did an amazing job this weekend. And I uh, was talking about how much fun I had playing in the games. And um, I just want to encourage everyone to go to YouTube and watch one of these. Drew has uh, all the games up on the YouTube channel, the Windy City Blind Hockey Showdown. And it's really fun to see what blind hockey is about. You will be completely surprised at just how quickly the game moves and how skilled these guys are. Um, I also want to give a shout out to my coach. I had a great time with him this last weekend. Uh, He's the coach of the blind hockey team out of Pittsburgh called the Pittsburgh Rhinos. Um, and I, I just want to give a big shout out to my team. I had a great time playing in the red division on the yellow team. And, um, we had a lot of fun. I thought we, we might've gone Oh, and four, but we were four and Oh, with a lot of good comments. And, uh, I think Tony deserves a big shout out too. Um, Tony was the captain. He's also on the dented puck. Um, but he also, despite having two games on Saturday, uh, donated his time during the tri hockey event to play goalie for the blind hockey sled hockey, uh, miracle twins. And, um, I also want to give them a big shout out. I just thought like the whole weekend went really well. And, um, I'm just like super grateful to have been a part of it. And, uh, you know, I know that Tommy and Abby might be listening. So, Tommy and Abby, you inspired me. And um, just thanks all around to Dog Nation. It was really fun to see them and spend time with them as well. Sweet. So what do you got there, Ross? Well, I mean, I'd like to do a shout-out to Stout Street uh, and at stoutstreet.org for for the actual website um if you have any problems and i mean shout out to jt um and as always um uh and then what is it uh have hope for a day i will yeah hope sh- for the day.org yeah. hftd.org yeah so i mean that that's another huge huge thing within me um that i want to bring up and then I will shout out to Nikki. Um, she just went through, and that was my therapist here about, oh God, about a year and a half ago. Um, that is Chris's wife. Um, she went through colon surgery and 
she turned septic after that and is now got the ventilator out and everything from what I know and she's on the up and up so huge shout out to her um and yeah I mean dog nation we can't do anything right now without dog nation I mean let's be real those guys have been solid um and then my beer nation as always yeah, I gotta say, uh, again, echo that. I mean, big shout out to Dog Nation and My Beer Nation, and um, huge shout out to you, Drew, for making uh, such an incredible tournament happen. Like, I just, I, it makes me so happy to see people, uh, like people, like people like you, doing something so incredible for other people that um, are really looking for an outlet. Uh, whether it be uh, to outlet their anger, <laughs> I mean, obviously in the game of hockey, you gotta outlet your ho- uh, your hostility. But I mean, just thank you so much for a continuously being a a, um, a guest here on on the pod and and just doing doing the do. And um, I want to thank uh, all of our listeners and. Um, a special thank you goes to our monthly supporters. I mean, uh, we're talking about Todd Sawatsky, Nicole Vale, um, Vivian Smith, uh, Lexi Schilling, and Brick McAllister. Thank you so much. We couldn't do what we do without you, and we're going to have some extremely exciting things going on. And um, check out the Dented Podcast, the Dented Puck Podcast. Uh, uh, Drew, you wanna you wanna tell them where you can hear the Dented Puck? Yeah, we're on uh, all the big ones, so Anchor, Spotify, Google, and and Apple. And, and um, I guess, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. You got more? Trust me, I fuck this up every single time. <laughs> <laughs> he runs out of breath by the time he's done, dude. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I think that's actually all that we're on. I'm I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, check uh, check him out on uh, Facebook, Instagram at the Den and Puck. Uh, just like he said, Anchor, Spotify, Google, uh, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And you can always check out episodes of On the Bench with Beaks at um, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Castbox, Podbean, Breaker, Verbal. And Pocket Cast. And don't forget YouTube. So when I feel like it. <laughs> uh, until then, um, we um, wow! What a, what an incredible episode! I just I, I can't say anymore. So until then, uh, V Horsh. Ah, uh, V Dizen. Try the damn thing, see what happens.